We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ready? Down! Put, 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 put! This is the Bear Report Podcast. With Zach Pearson, Zach Pearson, and Aaron Lemming, Aaron Lemming, providing extensive coverage of the Chicago Bears. Go Bears! Presented by Blue Wire Pods. And now, here are your hosts, Zach Pearson and Aaron Lemming. Welcome in, Bears fans, to a very special emergency podcast of the Paraport Podcast. Some big breaking news here on Thursday, March tenth. A couple days before the start of free agency, the Chicago Bears have traded Khalil Mack to the Los Angeles Chargers. They get a second round pick in 2022. They get a sixth round pick in 2023. Plus, there's some cap applications here um, as well. And we're here to break this down for you on, on a special episode. I'm Zach Pearson. I'm joined by my co-host, Aaron Lemming. And Aaron, this tells me a couple things. The Bears are looking to the future. They're not really ready to contend in 2022. No one on this roster appears to be safe. And number three, when Brad Biggs says something in a mailbag, we should all probably pay attention. Yeah, man, this is crazy. This is our third podcast this week. It's crazy. Yeah, I know, like, man. I, this is unbelievable. And it's funny because we got done with the one on Tuesday and I'm sitting there thinking, it's all right, well, you know, we'll, we'll kind of play it by ear next week. And then, you know, I, dude, it's, it's just crazy, man. Yeah, but like you said, and it's funny because Brad Biggs put that out in his 10 thoughts. And I remember everybody like having this debate and, and granted, I mean, dude, Brad Biggs is about as, is, is, uh, you know, is connected as it gets with the bears, but he also hasn't had a lot this off season. So a lot of people were like, well, maybe he's just throwing things against the wall. And it's like, I don't know, man, like that, that seemed pretty particular to come out and say that about Cleo Mack. And like you said, lo and behold, a few days later, they're shipping him off for, you know, a, a 2022 second round pick and a 2023 sixth round pick. And, and really you know, it, it kind of comes down to this, at least for me. And, you know, this is kind of the point of us talking about this is it, it signals a few things. One, it's very, 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 very abundantly clear. Ryan Poles does not like the majority of this roster. Um, and I think that that says a lot because the, the mechanics of this trade is interesting because you take out the compensation and you just look at it from a cap perspective, they're only saving $6 million this year. Right. But with that being said, they're also going to save $28.5 million next year because Cleo Max no longer going to be on the roster. So yes, he's going to have about $24 million in dead cap this year. It pushes the bears over 40 million in dead cap so far. And it's going to be more because they have to make cuts and there's going to be more dead cap, including guys like Danny Trevathan and so on and so forth. But what it does say is it says that 
the Bears, this new regime has identified what they want to do and what they want to be. And I think it also kind of says that, well, it is possible, and we've talked about this, it's possible that the Bears could win eight or nine games and somehow contend for a seventh seed. I think it's more possible that while they may not be very good this year, very likely not going to be very good this year, at least they're going to be more exciting. And I think we're going to finally see a direction. And that's something that we haven't seen from the bears in a while, but either way, man, I mean, even with Brad big saying what he said last week, it was still somewhat surprising to see a deal go down like this. And obviously the mechanics of why the deal had to go down right now before, I think it was like the fifth day of the new league year, uh, Cleo Mack had a, uh, a workout bonus that he would have gotten. It was like four and a half million dollars and it basically would have killed any cap savings that they have. So really, again, this move is looking towards the future, not just with the draft capital, but in terms of, you know, cap savings. And all of a sudden this opens the bears up to be in a much, much better position. They were already going to be in a good position, but a much better position moving into 2023 and beyond with their cap situation. Well, that's the most important thing is we have to look at this long term. And you said the Bears are not ready to be contenders here in 2022. Um, You know, I think their ceiling right now would be contend for the number seven seed, uh, maybe win some games that we didn't think they would win, pending what the schedule is um, in a few months. But it's the the future. You're going to open up a window from about 2023 to 2024, the start of it, where you think you, you know, you're going to have a team that's going to have a totally different look on the roster. Um, I mean, really look looking at it, who are the only two, you know, there's only two or three players, maybe at most, I'd say two that are almost untouchable. And I would say that's Justin Fields and Roquan Smith. Um, It's just going to be a totally different roster. And you're going to kind of build from there. You have those two guys, one on offense, one on defense. You'll have some key pieces. I mean, you know, Tevin Jenkins will get his chance to to be a building block. Someone like Larry Borum, um, Darnell Mooney, Jalen Johnson come to mind, but this was definitely a move for the future. and And it signals that, like you said, there's going to be a lot of roster turnover. And I think the thing we have to look at is they're going to be freeing up some money here. They're going to be getting out of some contracts. They're going to have cap space, not only this year to kind of work with, but next year and then into 2024, avoiding some big cap hits from players. And I tend to agree. I don't think this is going to be the last you know move we see here. I think there's going to be a couple surprise uh, cap casualties, maybe, um, maybe not a surprise to, to people that really follow the team, but you know some names that you know Eddie Goldman, someone like Danny Trevathan, maybe a Tariq Cohen, where they could kind of free up some more money, whether it's a, a cut now or a post June first uh, type designation move. But yeah, this just signals, man, it, it's a new era. They're going to retool this entire roster, and it's it's starting now for the bit for the plan to build in 2023. Well, and, and like we talked about, man, it, it really what this comes down to is all focus or the majority of the focus needs to be on the offensive side of the ball, right? You got a young quarterback in Justin Fields who you absolutely have to have work at this point. Obviously, the, he's not tied in, you know, in terms to the, the new regime because they didn't make the pick, but it's also one of those things if Justin Fields works out, everything else is going to work out. I mean, we do, I mean, it's just, it's one of those things that we see it. It's a lot easier to build up a defense, right? And especially with the defensive minded head coach, it's going to be a lot easier to build up a defense than it is going to be to continue to rebuild and retool the offense. And I think that's kind of where you start looking. And over the last few years, Ryan Pace put a ton of money and resources into the defensive side of the ball. 
And you're going to start seeing some of that shed away. Obviously, Khalil Mack's gone. Akeem Hicks is, is very likely to be gone. I would guess that Eddie Goldman is not coming back at this point. I mean, you're talking those names right there. You're shedding almost, let me just do the math on it. You're shedding really about $50, $55 million a year in players like that. Um, you know, obviously not to mention they already got rid of Kyle Fuller. And the thing is, is you start looking at this defense, you still have Robert Quinn. You're going to have Travis Gibson, who had a little bit of a breakout year. I think they're going to sign, you know, at least one depth uh, edge rusher, like an Aquadine Muhammad could make some sense coming over from Indianapolis. I think he's kind of a cheap guy that you can put in a rotational role and make that work. You've got another second round pick. So maybe you go after an edge rusher there. I don't know. I mean, obviously we'll have to see, but Again, looking on the offensive side of the ball, you got a lot of questions here, man. You got two receivers, two actual receivers under contract, and really Daz Newsom spent the majority of the year on the practice squad. So then, you know, you're looking at basically Darnell Mooney and Cole Komet as your pass catchers, and I guess you can count Jesper Horstead and again, you know, Newsom. Outside of that, you have nothing. Then you look at the offensive line. James Daniels, a free agent. You have to replace Sam Mustafer at center. I mean, there's just no doubt about it. You don't know who's going to be starting a tackle. You have two different tackle prospects, I guess you could say. I would guess Tevin Jenkins is going to start at either right or left tackle. But, I mean, outside of that, you know, there's a ton of work to do offensively. And the only way that you're going to be able to do that work is you have to split it up between free agency and the draft. And, I mean, simply put, you cannot sink every single – like, if you want to build through the draft, that's fine. But you still have to supplement that with free agency, especially – with the amount of room and stuff that they're going to have, you're going to turn it into a team like the Indianapolis Colts who every year has 70 or $80 million in space. And, you know, even if they make the playoffs, they don't win, you know, they don't really win in the playoffs. So again, like you have to find a way to kind of balance this out. But I think the balancing out starts with saying, okay, we've got to make some tough decisions on defense. We've got to make some tough, tough decisions overall. But we're going to, you know, we're going to spread this out more evenly. You know, the offense needs a lot of help. They had one of the cheaper offensive lines in the league last year. It suffered massively. Um, Allen Robinson's a free agent. I still highly doubt he's going to be back at this point. Like there is a lot of work to do offensively. And again, Justin Fields is a key to this team's success. We've seen how big of an impact a young quarterback can have on a team, even going into year two. If Justin Fields, if you get him enough weapons and you get him a better offensive line and their offense improves to just league average 15 and their defense takes a step back and maybe let's just say they're top 20, it's still going to be a better team than it was last year. Even if they don't make the playoffs, at least you see the direction. But again, Ryan Pace put this team in a really tough position over the last few years. I pounded on it. We've talked about it on this podcast countlessly over the last few years. Ryan Pace's short-sighted moves to save his job and to get to eight and eight or, you know, nine and eight and squeak into the playoffs and get in the playoffs and get blown out and then count it as a moral victory. That hurt them. That's now out the window. Now you have somebody with fresh ideas coming in and we'll have to see how it works out. But we see this all the time, man. We see new GMs and new head coaches step into to teams like the bears who middled for years and they say, okay, you know, there's some core pieces here. We need to add more, but we have to make some tough decisions. And again, man, like for as, as down as this Khalil Mack trade may feel, and for as down as it may feel saying, you know, we're, we're in March here and we're looking at, you know, the 2022 season is probably one of those where they don't have a, you know, a very good shot at the playoffs. Yeah. That may kind of suck, whatever. But at the same time, 
we've also seen this work out for a lot of teams where they come in and they just completely gut what needs to be gut. They make these tough decisions in one year, not two years, not three years. They don't try to make the old pieces work, um, you know, like Phil Emery did. They just simply say, okay, we are going to turn around this entire team. We're going to get the guys that we need. They're going to have the resources to do it. This is still not the same rebuild that Ryan Pace took over for Phil Emery back in 2014, transitioning into 2015. This is still not the same thing. The Bears are in a better position now. And again, really what this comes down to is if they have the quarterback, everything else will work out. There's always pass rushers that you can get in free agency. There's always pass rushers you can draft. I don't expect the Bears not to have a first-round pick again for a while because I don't think Ryan Poles is going to be as reckless. So this isn't going to be as hard to turn around as some people may believe. But again, now we're starting to see what this vision is, what direction they're going to move in for 2022. And really the big thing right now, this move says, be patient, be patient. This is going to take a little bit, but they have a plan. And that's half the battle right there, at least in my opinion. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, it's tough. You don't really, you know, you you kind of get shocked when some of these players get moved and, and you don't want to go into a year where it's, oh, we're rebuilding. We're not really going to contend. But there's also some fun to it, too. And, and that's the off seasons. I mean, the Bears are going to be active, I think, in free agency, more active than people think. Um, you know, they're going to spend money places. They'll be active again next year. They'll have their chance to build this roster how they want. And whether it's a complete teardown, uh, moving big pieces, things like that, we're going to see, you know, new faces. We're going to see how Ryan Pace wants to build this team. You know, as he's hinted, he wants lighter, faster offensive linemen. He's going to find the pieces that fit in, in the pieces that he thinks can make them a contender from 2023 on. And to tie into it, I mean, you and I talked before this, Aaron, you know, going into this year, I think the, the Vikings are better than the Bears. I think the Packers are better than the Bears. You know, Aaron Rodgers is signed for four more years, reportedly. Does he play all four? We don't know. But the Bears are eventually going to have a window, and it's all going to come back to Justin Fields. If he's good, the Bears will be fine, and they could take advantage of that window. If Aaron Rodgers plays two more years, he plays three more years, they're setting themselves up for that kind of run here in a couple of years. And it's just going to be, in my eyes, it's almost, it's not like Madden, but it's almost like, you, you take a mad franchise and you just kind of uh, completely tear it down and work it how you want to and build how you want to. Um, that's kind of what like Bulls is doing, you know, but not as 
you know, you get some crazy scenarios and man, not like that though. But yeah, this is just a start, man. I, I think there's going to be some, some moves coming up. There'll be some interesting free agent signings. You've said it all along. You know, I've, I've tended to disagree. I don't think the bears would be making like a big tier one move. I'm um, in free agency. I'm starting to kind of believe it more and more now. I, I, I'm starting to think, you know, we could be on the verge of maybe a big signing. You know, maybe they'll go after someone like Amari Cooper. Maybe they'll they'll give a, a top offensive lineman on the market some money. And, and as you guys can hear, my son is in the room with me. I'm sorry. This is uh, kind of an uh, emergency podcast here. But, yeah, he's, he's pretty excited about this all, too, as you can tell. Well, you know, and I think, again, man, like – it if it was me personally, if I'm Ryan Poles and I understand like a lot of the free agent deals that you're going to sign are not going to be worth its value in a few years and they may never live up to the value, but that's just part of free agency. And that's part of inheriting a really bad team with or not really bad, a, a bad team, a transitioning team, whatever you want to call it um, without a lot of draft picks in year one. Now, with that being said, I think if it was me, I would personally target, and again, you don't have to shop at the very top end of the market, but I would personally target guys that you can have on the roster for more than just this year. You're not looking for, obviously you're going to have to have stop gaps, but you shouldn't be looking for fully stop gaps and then hoping over the next year or two that you're going to draft enough guys to be able to fill those spots because it's not realistic. If you hit on let's just say three guys a year in the draft, maybe four, you know, for the fourth guy being kind of a role player, you've had a really good draft, you know, and that's kind of the thing. Like it's going to, it takes too damn long to build a team strictly through the draft. It's just not realistic. Hardly any teams do it. It's not a big deal. The bears are going to have to make moves in free agency. It is what it is. Now, part of that is obviously clearing money. And, you know, part of that with this year is, you know, instead of targeting middling names like Marquez Veldez Scantling, you go out and you say, okay, let's go after a guy like, a, you know, let's say Michael Gallup gets free or DJ Shark gets free or any of those guys get free. Those are the kind of pieces where maybe they never live up to their value, but you know, you're going to get a solid number two, number three guy out of that, right? You know that even if you're paying him 10 to $13 million a year, you still got Darnell Mooney on a rookie deal over the next two years. You can draft a receiver in the second round. Now you got two second round picks and a loaded, uh, you know, second and third round when it comes to receivers. Now you can go out and you can get one of those receivers, right? And you have, you know, if you make those, if you make the correct assessment in free agency, then all of a sudden you've got three pretty damn good receivers. Maybe none of them are going to be true number ones, but if you got, you know, two or three number twos in there, you're in a lot better shape than what the bears have been, you know, in, in the past. And again, like you pointed out the offensive line, you know, here's the thing, man, I hate to tell you, but uh, you know, unless you have a really high first round pick or you're really good at scouting uh, you're probably not going to get a top tier starting right tackle or left tackle uh, in, in the draft picking in the second round. It just doesn't usually work that way. So Let's just say Teron Armstead, you know, presents himself available. Let's just say that, you know, you know, one of those moves makes sense. You know, Trent Brown, I mean, there, there's a few different tackles out there that can make sense, not just for this year, but moving forward over the next few years. If you can get one of those guys, why not go out and do it? And the same thing with the interior line. What if Bradley Bozeman, like, uh, you know, our, our friend Brad Spielberger talked about, you know, if you can get him from under $10 million a year and he's one of the better centers in the league for you, that's a good deal. You know, Brian Allen, I mean, he's an above average center. He's not the greatest pass blocker in the world, but he fits his own blocking scheme. Those are the kind of moves that you want to try to make in free agency that is going to help this thing along faster. And just keep in mind, I mean, going back to, again, this is going to be a different team building exercise in a different situation, but going back to the bears rebuild 
there weren't a lot of people that had the Bears going into that 2018 offseason. There weren't a lot of people that had the Bears even coming close to contending for a playoff spot, much less winning the division in 2018. I don't know if a lot of people remember, but, uh, you know, going into that 2017 offseason, the Bears couldn't sign anybody. Nobody wanted to play. You know, nobody wanted to sign with them. They, their biggest move was Mike Glennon. And one offseason changed a lot because of the perception of the overall roster and the pieces that they had. And the next year they go out and they sign Allen Robinson. They sign Taylor Gabriel. They start making all these moves. They get Trey Burton. And all of a sudden they go from a five-win team or a six-win team or, you know, whatever it was those last few years to winning 12 games and making the playoffs and winning the division. So things can turn in a hurry. And obviously a lot of that comes down to you have to be able to draft well. And obviously it's, it's a lot easier to draft well when you have more picks. And I think that that's something that we are going to see from Ryan Poles. But again, man, you still have to supplement free agency. And that doesn't mean every move you have to make or that you're going to make has to be a big dollar move. But what I am saying is, if you go out and you sign a number two receiver and you go out and you, you know, you add an offensive lineman or two for, you know, decent money, and then you patch some holes around the roster, especially defensively, you know, Alquadine Muhammad, Anthony Walker, uh, junior at, you know, middle linebacker, maybe, you know, you go out and you get, you know, a, a kind of a stopgap safety and Malik hooker. And you tried to upgrade a little bit there. I mean, I'm just kind of throwing out names, even corner. I mean, if Steven Nelson could make some sense, you know, if they really wanted to get crazy, they could try to get Charvarius Ward. Like, there are moves that the Bears can make outside of, you know, Ward would obviously cost them a pretty good amount, but a guy like Steven Nelson probably wouldn't. And maybe you go after a guy like Mike Hughes, but the point is you're going to have to plug holes this year. You're going to have to plug holes with one year stop gaps. And you're going to have to hope that one or two of those guys ends up turning into a, uh, an Akeem Hicks where you sign him to a low risk deal. It ends up working out for you. You're able to extend him. But the reality of the matter is, is that the Bears simply can't just build through the draft and make their team better in a short amount of time. And the other big thing to keep in mind here is Justin Fields is going into year two. You still got some time there with that rookie deal. It's a four-year rookie deal. You're going to get the fifth fifth year option, which is going to be cheaper than you know signing him to a big deal, assuming he pans out. You have to take advantage of the window, which is why I've always felt that 2023 is the more viable route. But that doesn't mean that 2022 is going to be as boring or as miserable as it was this last year, I think that we're going to see the direction. We're going to see some more excitement. We're going to see some more young talent. Big key there. Big key word, young talent. That's what the Bears need right now. You can also get that in free agency if you're smart enough. So I think that really needs to be the, 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 you know, the, the, the direction moving forward. And I think that the Bears are in position to be able to do some of that. Not a lot of that. Again, I'm not saying go out and sign, you know, five or six guys to, you know, four or five year deals. That's not what I'm saying at all. But I'm, I'm saying if you can get two or three of those guys on multi-year deals and then maybe get a few stop gaps on, you know, one or two year deals and see if any of those guys are going to work out and still leave yourself with flexibility moving into next year with, you know, full uh, arsenal of draft picks. I think that the perception going into the 2023 offseason could be a lot different if the Bears do this thing right. But again, man, it all comes down to the offense side of the ball. It all comes down to putting Justin Fields in the best position to succeed possible. And that's why I think they have to spend some money and they can't just go bargain bin shopping. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. 
Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Before we wrap up here, Aaron, uh, let's look back. Do you remember where you were when the Bears traded for Cleo Mack in uh, 2018? Yeah, I, uh, I do. I literally woke up at like 5.30 in the morning because I was still in California and saw it and just freaked out. So, yeah, that's – man, that's just crazy. I can't believe – I don't know about you, but that was probably – outside of Justin Fields, that was probably one of the more oh, yeah. exciting times as a Bears fan. Oh, yeah. I remember I was doing a um, – it was a Saturday morning. I had a freelance gig at uh, Lake Forest college football game couldn't find how to get to the football field there uh it took me an extra 20 minutes and then as the news was breaking on the radio i'm like oh crap i wonder if i'm gonna have to go to hellas hall uh today or not but yeah i remember man i it was it was a great time i was uh i think uh what was it was it like early early or like yeah early early saturday morning late friday night when rumors started to kind of pop out or anything yeah, I think it, it was. Yeah, it was. It was like super early. It was like, I want to say it was, I don't know. I can't even remember because the Bears kind of came out of nowhere. And I say that because we have a few friends that are very well connected that it kind of, you know, told us that the Bears were trying to get into the mix, but it happened pretty damn quickly. It all happened overnight. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was going to say. I think it was something like that. But um, yeah, I think that should wrap it up, though, Aaron. Um, you know, it, it's crazy. We'll be back next week with a, with a free agency podcast episode and to hear my kids getting a little fussy here. Um, so yeah, uh, Aaron, we're going to follow you on Twitter at. Yep. You can find me at Aaron Lemming NFL and you can read my work on the bear You can follow me on um, Twitter at, at Zach Z A C K underscore Pearson. You can uh, follow the bear report at just bear report on Twitter. Once again, guys, thanks for listening. Please rate review, subscribe on all major podcasting platforms. We really appreciate it. And until next time, everyone, please stay safe. This is the story of the one as head of maintenance at a concert hall. He knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working. The HVAC is humming and his facility shines with Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces. Plus 24 seven customer support. His venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.